Okay, before we, we start, I kind of want to do a disclaimer. We're not trying to advocate for making people believe what we believe or, you know, some kind of religious, you know, I don't, you know, get what I mean? Like, I don't want them thinking that or you should think like this or it's just our experiences and it's our. Yeah, well, that should be the disclaimer to them. What do you mean? Like, so they know this is our experience and this is what... That's what I'm saying. Like, how we're coping with it, not necessarily, like, us or this, this trying is, to make them think. Yeah, like, this is the answer for everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we met in high school, right? Oh, we're going all the way back there, yes. Well, number one, Your thank you for inviting me onto the Seed Planner podcast. You're welcome. It's very special to me. You're... Yeah. So that everybody knows you're my favorite guest <laughs> and no one will ever beat that. So no more fighting. We all know. Well, I've been waiting to be invited, mm-hmm. you know, waiting for my invitation. Glad to I'm finally saving, be here. Saving the best for, for last. Meaning this is, as you know, this podcast or this studio room right here is going to this is it. We're closing the doors for it for a little bit. We might relocate somewhere. So if anybody has um, a place for us to put our studio, because <laughs> Luciana's taking over the house, and yeah, anybody, just Every shoot us a DM. Room. Every, Every single room. Yeah, if you guys can help him out to find another place, because I don't want him to stop doing this. Just so you guys know. I want him to keep going, but I know that his focus is going to be on her for a little bit, especially with everything with, that's going on. So. Yeah, I'd be tempted. To, I'd be too tempted. Like, I already said that I was going to stop doing a bunch of things, and there's, like, three other projects coming up. Like, it's doesn't just su- ridiculous. Doesn't surprise me. But, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we were in high school, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, so we met in high school, Cathedral City High School, you were a senior, I was a junior. I don't know, I just didn't really like you then. But we've come a long way, still working on that. Um, but we, again, we're around the same group of friends, and then we just hit it off. We went to a dance together, and the rest is history. We went to college, oh, well, we went to college together, we graduated together, and then we moved. We got married. We moved back to the desert. Why are you so nervous? Don't be nervous. I'm not nervous. It's just these lights are like hitting me. All right. Interview me. All right. So my guest today in the Sea Planner podcast is Monica Zapata. Monica, a.k.a. Miss Monet. Oh, look at you all smiling. <laughs> <laughs> Monica Monet. Monica Zapata. Moni. You come from, you come you all right, so I'm gonna go and I'm gonna do a little real recap on your life. So you were born in Indio, Indio. California. So Indio. Then you grew up in dream homes. That's right. Uh huh. How many brothers and sisters? Uh, I think you're giving out too much information. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I my sisters I have four sisters and one brother 
one brother. Yeah. And it's me. Yeah. And it's you. Big so family. You're, you're like second to last. So all your sisters, your brother, except for Ceci, you, they're all older than you. And so you're in the position where when we were younger, we started seeing a bunch of nieces and nephews come in the picture, right? So it's oh, just a definitely. bunch of them. So how many yeah. do we have now? Like 14, 15, 16? 16. No, Luciana. 16 and Luciana's number 17. Louis. That's your favorite number, right? Yes. So yeah. we have 17 children. Grandchildren. Grandchildren, as we speak, on your side of the family. You have one on my side. One. And now we're going to add another one. So number two. Mm-hmm. Um, then three, two more, and then we'll have my favorite number, right? Number four. <laughs> two more. So uh, growing up, me and you been dating. We've been together for 15 years. We've mm-hmm. been married for eight, seven, something like that. Do you forget? No. We got married in 2013. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So just so that we you, we don't, you know, we want I want to talk about the baby and stuff. But I really also want to paint the picture. I want to let people know how we met. So we met in high school. Mm-hmm. We also... I graduated high school, left to college. Mm-hmm. You uh, sh- shortly followed me right after that, and we stayed out there for six or seven years. Six years. Six years. Yeah. And then we moved back to the desert. During that whole time, being scared of, you know, like getting pregnant because we were gonna <laughs> wait till the right time, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was a big thing. We wanted to make sure we finished school. That we. Um, I was adamant about we got to finish school, we have to do this, mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So we moved to the desert. But before that, right, I had I had gotten... I'll give you guys some like background so that you guys know. Uh, well, how old was I, 23 when I got my surgery? Um, yeah, 23. Out here in Palm, I was out here in Palm Springs, all of the local, you know, medical doctors and stuff couldn't find anything wrong with me i had a a varicose vein and one of my on my uh my testicles <laughs> and so uh i they were telling me i couldn't have children because yeah. of the lack of the lack of um vitality mm-hmm. and motility and the quality the quantity and quality so i don't know if i'm butchering that but yeah uh then I, uh, it was painful. So I was in a painful situation. Not I needed just that. It surgery. Was, you know, not because we weren't thinking about having children at that age or ch- uh, having a kid. We were, it was just more of your quality of life and, yeah. and the pain you yeah. were dealing with right. on a daily basis that we wanted to, we wanted you to get help with that. Mm-hmm. And out here, they weren't really giving you anything besides like pain medication and, um, that's just not something that you wanted and and then we decided to go to Mexicali mm-hmm. and that's where you found the doctor and the doctor's like okay this is what's going on and then that's when you got your surgery yeah yeah so I got an epidural during that surgery and yeah. my back still messed up so I get, went from one pain to another but I'd rather have my back hurt than my <laughs> wait, wait, wait those hurt <laughs> yeah so anyways um we expected our the quality and quantity to go up yeah which is better the quality didn't improve the quantity improved right a little slightly like 
slightly. Yeah. So then we decided to want to have children, right? We started thinking about. Yeah. So we got married and then um, we decided to, I think maybe like two, three years, Mm -hmm. three years, I think it was where being married, we decided, okay, why don't we try having kids, you know? Yeah. I mean, on, you know, my side of the family, it, I, not that I, I didn't think it was going to be yeah. difficult. I didn't think it was going, not that it, w- it was never going to happen. I mean, even till this day, I never lost hope. Yeah, you're the only one out of both of us. Because <laughs> yeah. that was right. We were, we were on a different trajectory, as you would say. We had already, I had conv- maybe had convinced you or gotten you to the, to. Yeah, you would tell me. Get used to the fact that we just might not have our own children. Right. And I remember looking at you and thinking, "You're crazy. I don't. I don't see that being, being our, being being an issue. Like we're gonna have kids. We're gonna have kids. I never like put it in my mind that we weren't ever ever going to have kids. I said, I I was just like, okay, okay, David, okay. But in my heart, like I knew something. I knew, I knew that we would somehow, um, but not necessarily naturally, like this, like Luciana. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can even tell them about um, the foster and the, the. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we took some steps toward having kids, and um, hormone treatments and. Um, IVS. IV, IVF. I, IUIs first, right? We, I, we did IUIs. For a whole IVF. year, right? IUIs for like a full, like back yeah. and forth. Yeah. So I think we actually did like three tries with the IUI. And that and was, that was crazy because I wouldn't want to, I don't want to step over the fact that we would go every weekend to Mexicali to get yeah. these, these, these IUIs procedures. So we'd have to go drop off a load. <laughs> go <laughs> drop off a load. Go drop off a load. Yeah. So like three or four weeks and then we would try it, right? Yeah. And then and then mm-hmm. another try, another try. Yeah. And it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And then I think we waited maybe like a year. We let my body rest for a little bit. And then Because we you were taking medication, right? Yeah, I was taking a lot of medication. Um, hormone again hormone treatments and and we decided to let my body rest i think it was a year mm-hmm. a year maybe a year and a half this is very taxing because your whole phys- physiology changed your yeah. your you um it was it, it you know you're putting things into your body um like synthetic hormones mm-hmm. you know they're not produced by my body they're outside and i'm and injecting them into my body so it's not something that was created naturally so of course my body is going to kind of be like hey what's going on (laughs) like what's going on and and a lot of changes and obviously you saw the changes with Mm -hmm. me with my not just physical but emotional Mm -hmm. Um, yeah you went through a lot of a lot of dark dark times a lot of yeah I, w- I was very um i was pushed to the limit i feel mm-hmm. because i just 
didn't even know what what was going on with myself and especially like after the especially after the IVF. Well, like would you consider or would that kind of be like um similar to like postpartum or is that not not even close but you are taking all these the same hormones and stuff right i can't i can't say that but i can i can say that i was pumped with hormones and then like the withdrawal like i think you have you go through withdrawal symptoms right yeah you wouldn't want to get out of bed you were well i mean i i just thought maybe i was kind of dealing with a bit of um depression because the iuis didn't work was it because you thought it was something wrong with you or something of course like as a as a woman and as a female like i'm doing this because i i hope that there's an outcome i hope that i i was hoping to have a child at the end of Mm -hmm. every treatment yeah i was hoping to to become a mother and also start you know family with you Mm -hmm. you know you being my husband, being the love of my life, I wanted to, I wanted that. Yeah. And um, it it didn't happen, and I thought, what's going on? Is this just not meant for me? Mm-hmm. Is this just not meant for us? Um, instead of asking the question, are we just not ready for it? You know. Yeah. And. But it takes you have to go through all these emotions in order to kind of level up you have to go through these pains mm-hmm. in order for you to realize like oh like i don't know right yeah. you have you have to in, you have to gain this strength so that you can kind of level up and say you know what have a different perspective like you gain a different perspective well michael okay i want to ask you a question what were you feeling when these things weren't working how did you feel uh I would try to just distract myself. Mm-hmm. I either distract myself to staying busy. I would feel um, it was hard for me to describe it because I thought I was the cause of it because of my infertility, like my mm-hmm. in inability. In my head, ever since I was diagnosed, the first doctor that told me, like, "Hey, you're," it was it was kind of. It, it was a little hard for me to to digest but i internalize a lot of the things that i go through and i, mm-hmm. I kind of sit on them and like stew on them for a bit and kind of like you know and it took a long time because for from that day that they told me oh you can't have children you know you have 20 million you can't even count those 20 million like you're supposed to have 200 million or whatever mm-hmm. and i'm just like man it's not even the radar for me and so I would try to console you and tell you like, hey, it's not your fault. Like you would console me. I would. I would. I would, honestly would. I would. Yeah. I I really. I felt bad. I really. After the IVF, I realized like honestly, and this is just being real. This is me being one hundred percent. I realized that you would give your life. You would. <laughs> you would give your life to have a life. Like that's the most beautiful thing. Yeah. You know, like 
people might say that shit, but just for me to see you going, doing the procedure, having them like put you to sleep, you being so vulnerable, going through all this stuff, and me not being able to be there for you, and then after the 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 aftermath, it, it, just seeing how it was so devastating, like you were just in bed and you were you were just going through the worst depression and fighting these thoughts that were looming over you and and kind of just like these devils these 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 like in my head it was just like these these like energies over you that i was just like trying to shush them away by trying to console you yeah and you did i i'll tell you that i you were definitely the one who got me out of bed who who made me see things very different and clearly when I didn't have that it was it was a scary scary time I feel and and I would you know especially for you I've I love how much you've grown as a person mm-hmm. and like you I, I always tell my friends like it was we had we went through our stuff and it was tough and everything but like I can say now that I have not trying to like get you all <laughs> but i'm saying like i i have the man of my dreams oh, i have cool. i have the man that i always knew you were and and are now right now definitely you protect me you love me you care for me and vice versa mm-hmm. you know yeah and um you believe you believe a lot in me and, and i really do thank you for that because I, I i hear a lot of people tell me like hey your is your wife okay with everything that you do is your wife dude she's my number one like cheerleader she's mm-hmm. always like advocating and she's always like in my corner cheering me on and and you know i yeah i can can't say say enough thank yous well even if i would tell you no <laughs> you would still do it but no i do because i know what you do and especially with everything that you're doing with the C- planner podcast selected series and just with the friends and the people who you surround yourself with now it's i i love the energy i love what you guys are doing and i love who you are when you are doing it and like i think for me that's why i went through it i'm like this is if i'm gonna do this with anyone or for anyone it's gonna be you and um like i said I wanted to start a family with you. You are my husband. You are the love of my life. And I thought, you know, okay, we can do this. It will happen. And and I just think the way we went about it and it just wasn't the right time for us. Well, we didn't do, the, we didn't go about it correctly either, right? We, no. We tried to, my little brain before, you know, my underdeveloped freaking <laughs> you know kid mind i always wanted to do things my way yeah and force force things to go a certain way and doesn't necessarily happen especially when it comes to like trying to get pregnant and stuff mm-hmm. my objective was to to get pregnant in a secretly you know surprise our families because mm-hmm. we've been trying and so i was like monica like it's me and you we have to communicate it's just me and you like this because because sometimes like i tried to use the same blueprint as like when we have arguments or we have miss 
like mis- misunderstandings and and we, we have fights or whatever we, we that was their thing right like hey our business is our business like yeah. let's not tell anybody because then you tell somebody they create something in their own head and then it blows up yeah and it's like we lost a lot of connections and people along the way because of that because because we let people in or we it's just that's just another you know another story for another day but that that whole mentality of like be strong and like suck it up and that 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 didn't work didn't work and that approach was i think just oh being vulnerable Mm -hmm. and being young and not knowing who you are how to handle things and Mm -hmm. and again you're you're trying to do things your own way yeah ego and you got all this stuff and i think that definitely affected especially us as much as or during ivf Mm -hmm. um because we kind of kept it from everyone and we were dealing it with dealing with it on our own well mainly mainly me because um physically and emotionally (laughs) um I was the one getting the shots and and feeling all these things and I know you were you constantly thought about me and asked me how I was doing and then financially because IVF is not cheap it was really expensive it was was a lot of money extremely expensive and that's something that you definitely and we definitely took care of um but it it was that time during that time if you ever are considering doing ivf or if you're having infertility issues please like it's okay to lean on your loved ones it's okay to lean on on we all need people who you trust because it's hard yeah it's really hard we need to be able to 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 let out our feelings our and our emotions in order f- for Definitely. our brain to process it a lot of ways to process things is to speak out about it and and then you know getting feedback or or just speaking out loud about it yeah is or good. being being open about it you know and and there there isn't shame you for not at for all for men for for women who are going through this like you you are not alone not at all there's so many people there's so many especially in our generation right now yeah i mean we see it and we and it's just it's it's heartbreaking because you see you see how sad they are you know or not how sad but like why is this happening to me right they're confused they're a little they're a little confused because they want to be able to ask these questions, but yes. you're not supposed to because if you do, you're something something wrong with you, or or you know all these all these yeah. these stigmas. Yeah. Like you you opening up and being very very honest with what happened, with, you know what was going on with you. Like that's very brave. That's very brave because <laughs> it's like I don't think There's men no. are are willing to be that open about it. You know I preach about this all the time about yeah. sharing knowledge, like. What's so good about it if if I'm not I'm holding on to it? Like, yeah. look, learn from my experience, learn from the mistakes I made, so that you can blossom even sooner than I. Yeah, and it's and also being able to be approached by someone who who may be going through this and doesn't mm-hmm. really have anyone else to really talk to or relate to. Yeah, you know, and I've I just 
I just want to say that with this pregnancy, I've made so many connections with so many pregnant mamas and and those who had been trying for a long time as well and them being surprised at having a baby mm-hmm. and us being able to connect in that way mm-hmm. and it's beautiful what how like really what motherhood does like it brings certain people into your life and and you're just there for one another and it's and it's i think it's beautiful and i made so many connections with beautiful beautiful individuals who were just we talk hey how are you feeling how's this how's that or when are you due and it's beautiful you know because not everyone wants to hear like oh yeah you're pregnant that's all you're gonna talk about yeah you know and and you don't want to be that person but like you want to talk about it, especially those who have been trying for a very very long time yeah shout out to all these quarantine babies i think <laughs> i honestly do think was it during quarantine that we went on our honeymoon no no, it was, was our anniversary. Our, our anniversary honeymoon getaway. <laughs> sure. We were in quarantine. Yeah, we were in right? quarantine and we went on a little trip. Okay, so we are celebrating our yeah. anniversary. Yeah. But the month before that, it's crazy. The month before that, every month I would get a constant reminder about paying the IVF. Yes, yes. So we, we I spent three years paying a very fat, fat, fat doctor bill yeah and i would try to just throw money at it because i would hate looking at it every month yes so i i narrowed it down from a six-year loan to a three-year loan Mm -hmm. because i didn't want to look at it anymore and finished paying it off in october and i felt like this like weight lifted off of me and Mm -hmm. then we were doing the foster care we went we went to classes and so i want to i want to ask you about that because we got pregnant you got pregnant <laughs> a week before we got our inspection done here yeah so we were done with the foster care meetings and then we were getting ready to do the ins- get getting the house ready for inspection for foster mm-hmm. care because we had given up right not given up in that sense but saying like all right if, if it's not going to be our children we at least yeah, want to give wanted, love to yes to we wanted to open our one home or up. two children yeah you know. we wanted to open our um, our home up and our hearts up and how how was that because i had to i had to kind of pry a little bit um i think it was because of in a way like you're giving like kind of not that i'm giving up but it's it was like okay well this is a different journey this mm-hmm. is definitely a different journey toward motherhood, mm-hmm. but also understanding what foster care is. It yeah. made, you know, made me a little nervous. <laughs> definitely. Um, because it made me cry every yeah. trip, right? It wasn't. I mean, foster care. Being a foster parent. Shout out to all the foster parents. You guys are, you guys yeah. are angels on this earth. The ones who who truly open their hearts and their homes up for these for these children. Like I, wow. Give us, give us, uh, uh, like your thoughts when you go to these classes. Oh man, it was, it was a lot of insight. It was a lot of insight to foster care and, and what goes into it and we're more like a business. What we huh? can, yeah, I mean, the business of taking in children who are in bad situations, mm. and um, you being, you being their, their safe haven for, for mm. a little bit, um. 
and I'm I'm a, I'm an emotional person, so I felt like man, I I'm scared to get attached to whoever comes through that door. Yeah, you know, but I prepared myself, and like we talked about it a lot. I know, and, and we. I was just really surprised that you like said yeah let's do it especially after the fact that you you never gave up right you were just always like no we're gonna get pregnant we're gonna get yeah. pregnant and so we were getting excited getting ready yeah you know yeah we were uh, getting ready uh, getting the house ready <laughs> house everything ready and then i think um we were, we were supposed to set up a day where they were gonna come but we also had to get the house ready yeah and i think we took a little bit of that time because i was working a lot Mm-hmm. You know, I was working graveyard um, night shifts and I kind of asked you, like, can we take a break for a little bit? Because I, I feel tired, like I feel a little exhausted. And um, because I had, had been getting a routine mm-hmm. started, I'd been working out. Oh, yeah. Talk about that <laughs> because you were coming out of of just just go back a little bit and kind of uh, the IVF happened, right? And you went through mm-hmm. a lot. What yeah. happened during the IVF with you when you were doing the medication? What 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 is that? So the doctor told me that I was like hyperstimulated with my with the my, with my ovaries, right? You're mm-hmm. talking. Yeah, but he was the one that was like do this and do that and he was giving you like he was giving I you don't ins- know. instructions on Well, I I necess- I don't really want to bring that part up just because I don't really care to speak about that doctor. Okay. Um, but I you know, I went there were some challenges with it and that mm. affected me physically and physiologically. I guess what I want to do highlight though is before you keep going is um, do your research, do your yes. do your due diligence when it comes to doctors and the people that you know talk to people ask around feel don't feel the pressure to do this on your own and 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 ask around there's a lot of us that are going through this and have gone through this so ask for referrals ask your ob yeah yeah ask your ob and ask for resources to whatever it is that you need you know if you need um um, for a fertility doctor like ask can i get a list of three or four so you can look into yeah. it and also unfortunately there's not a many out here in the desert so you will have to make a lot of trips if you if you do mm-hmm. decide to yeah. go through with it but yeah go this is like a life-changing thing like you're inserting so many drugs into you like remember we got shipments from wherever the medication was coming bought big old box with all mm-hmm. the syringes with all the yeah so there yeah was, there was a lot of medication that it went into it like a routine of w- taking them at a certain time and um blood work and doctor appointments ultrasound visit like ultrasound appointments and it's it's not just like oh this is what we want to do. It's only going to be for a couple of weeks. No, it's it's a process. And and there's also the risk of it not taking and like happening and you getting pregnant at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely a, a very hard thing to go through the procedures and all that because there is the egg retrieval, the transfer. It's, it's, it's a lot. So like he said, 
like David said, do your research. Trust who you're going to. Feel comfortable. Ask your questions. Yeah, if you don't feel comfortable, like, that's a red flag from yeah. the get-go. Us like, women, we're very intuitive. You want to... Yeah, go we ahead. We know, like, we know who we're comfortable and who we can trust our bodies with. So, don't doubt yourself. Yeah. Make yeah. sure you're comfortable with whoever. It has to be, like, a very loving experience. It can't be any stress, any any doubt if these doctors are not answering questions if they're giving you the go around if they're not putting their best effort into you then don't commit to something like that because at the end of the day you're going to have resentment or you might have a baby out of out of it but you want to be you want to take this journey with your best foot forward yeah so with that being said we went through the IVF Mm -hmm. and you went through a whole cycle of like hormone withdrawals yes so it was actually a very traumatizing and and painful experience after and my body needed to pretty much reset i feel this is again this is my experience and this is the experience i'm speaking about um i'm not speaking for anyone else this Mm -hmm. is mine Mm um i went through I went through um, a painful period after physically and then emotionally it was something else I do feel like I had a bit of a very dark dark time Mm -hmm. because it was also accepting the fact that I am not pregnant yeah we didn't get pregnant even doing the best thing we could possibly do to get pregnant yeah and I was a little I thought I put a lot on me as like this is my fault my body should have my body should have gotten pregnant like I should have gotten pregnant this was on me yeah so you, you replay certain things that happened yeah and like I, and I just thought like maybe God doesn't want doesn't see me as a mother or like something like that you know yeah. um or but again no. again I didn't think of it maybe it's just not time right and um that's just me thinking selfishly thinking Mm -hmm. not clearly not at not how just how it really is it just it didn't take there can be many reasons why it didn't take right and that's that it took me a long time to move forward it put a lot of doubt in me as far as like being a woman yeah and why isn't this happening for me why isn't this happening what's going on is it me is it there's just there's just a lot there's just a lot going through my head but i decided there was one day i think that you and i had a conversation and you told me like we have to move on yeah we have to move on from this we can't keep going through this right and you were really concerned about me you were really concerned and asking me like what's going on with you because it wasn't like me you know i'm someone who picks i fall i get back up i dust myself off yeah. and i keep going i always really take take that that like i'm when it comes to that like i'm a follower for you like i've always seen you you always have had like I guess how do you say it? like when when it comes to certain things like stuff happens to you a lot yeah 
<laughs> I learned the hard way a lot you, of the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess, and 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 I always see you like dust yourself off. I always think of like this little kid that falls off. I don't know swings or <laughs> or monkey bars or and and you just like get up like look around you kind of just like all right like I'm good no one I don't need to cry <laughs> I'm not looking for anybody's sympathy anybody's yeah. pity nothing but in that moment I realized like I was like this is my chance to be a husband mm-hmm. to step up and say you know you can lean on me and yeah. you can trust me to to take care of you and just to say you know what you know i kind of pictured it as like monica close your eyes grab my hand and just follow yeah and whenever you get when you're ready just open them and we'll be in a good position like trust me mm-hmm. she's kicking yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah she i'm sure she hears your voice Aww. she always moves um but yeah that's i since a kid I've been that way and yeah you're tough as now <laughs> yeah, I've had to you know coming from a big family and and just kind of like hey we gotta we gotta keep going we gotta keep doing mm-hmm. this but at that time I didn't have that in me and it was it was a it was very odd for me to feel that way and it scared me so when you you stood by me and you talked to me and it showed me a different side to say wow well i think that was my the transition wow i think that was the transition for me as a boy to a man and i realized like you have to be the man that you know that you always imagined and so like your your vulnerability and like but also seeing like how strong and like all the things that you went through i said you know what like this, this is it's now like this is the the next progression of like yeah the person that i need to be mm-hmm. and you did a very good job because <laughs> i'm still here because there were moments if i'm being honest that i didn't feel like i was mm-hmm. because i was so heartbroken yeah and i also felt along with you know how i felt as a woman but as a wife yeah you know and it was it, it was a lot it was real life real life shit (laughs) you know and um moving forward like i think you and i decided let's just live our lives right like that's that's after i got out of that funk i think that was like the quote that was just kind of like yeah like i applied for nursing school i was just doing my thing i was trying to find in soccer you know and and just being the best I could be in everything that I was doing. What is like that those those like cliche quotes like you can't help anybody else unless you help yourself. Yeah. So you were like, okay, well, what's I want to get a career going. Yes. Um, you got you got in shape. You started playing soccer again. Yeah. Uh, that was really nice. It's, for those that don't know, <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. But if for those that don't know, my wife is probably this is just me speaking you know i can tell you well i think this is a biased opinion this is definitely a biased opinion but i I would say that a lot of people would agree with me and not just because you're my wife but because they've seen your soccer career and how that was like your baby that was your love that was your passion over anybody or over anything 
soccer was your beacon of light like it would yeah, it, yeah. it would take you away from it i loved it anything and everything you were like i would always i always say this to you you're you're a fucking general you would you were your <laughs> army was your the 10 other players on the field and you would you know take them to victory every chance you got no thanks babe and i was like damn like this was like a general like she just <laughs> commands her field and her players and no i was surrounded by many many talented talented players all my life i've i've yeah, been you blessed had a lot of great mentors and yeah. great people to, oh to, you know yes definitely that you know I we could shout out. I could shout out so yeah, many people. No, I was but gonna I'm say should should it no, <laughs> but let's not give anybody. Yeah. Hey, hey, you freaking said her name, but not yeah, mine. Like, no. no, oh my god, all of them. Shout I out have. all the love in the world to yes. to all these ladies. You guys know who you are. They've been a great influence to you. Influence. Some of them, mm, I don't know, <laughs> but <laughs> and I'm not gonna say any names for for <laughs> so I don't get in trouble. Um, no, I just um my mentors and also my teammates mm -hmm. um they you you're not you're not a star player if or you're not you you can't win being the only player on the field mm -hmm. and i i think that's what helped me be the mm -hmm. player that i was mm -hmm. and kind of being so free <laughs> with with my attitude my like let's get this done yeah. kind of attitude because i had i had a powerhouse with me mm -hmm. not behind me with me right you know what i mean but yes soccer was my first was my first love i mm -hmm. guess when it came to making me who i am mm -hmm. or helping me become the person that i am and then you know i realized what else you know what else about me yeah, I would always right. fight with you about that, huh? Yeah. All right, Monica, soccer's cool, but there, there's going to come a day where you have to also develop other skills and other attributes about yourself. Yeah. You have to grow and, and start diversifying, like, your attention to other things. Yeah, and I think that was the best decision, applying for nursing school and meeting amazing people, meeting so many amazing people and learning so much. I mean, if you would have met me back in high school, and I'm sure many heard me say, I'm never going. After college, I'm done. <laughs> and now it's like I can't get enough of it. Mm -hmm. I can't get enough of learning and but, all of that. But, but the cool thing is um, you did all that yourself. I was, yeah. I was a lot of the time, like, really <laughs> firm about the stuff that I, you know. And I never picked, right? I never, I've never picked. I've never made decisions for you. Yeah. I've always, I've always, like really really pulled on on your strings about like hey wh hey what's up like what, what what's we yeah what's the next thing or whatever you you know what is your plan and and i mean accountability with me holding me accountable is like oh, okay good like keeps me on track you know mm -hmm. so i really really appreciated that and it kept me on track to nursing school and now estaba ferrada like i wanted i needed it mm -hmm. that was gonna happen mm -hmm. And I got into I got into nursing school and and again that was like one of the best decisions I, I've ever made because it mm. kept me on track, you know. And then and it leveled you up too, like mentally. It put you in a position where a lot of the things that you were learning, you're like, "Fuck, I can't fucking learn this shit." <laughs> but but you learned it, right? Yeah. You learned it, and and 
a lot of times we think we're not smart enough or, oh, yeah. or we can't do this or we can't do that but just like you were so freaking determined <laughs> i was i was and anything that's where my because i wasn't playing soccer because i wasn't focusing on on just mm-hmm. that that that's where my competitiveness with myself there was go, yeah. where it got me to where nice. i am um and then you also had a lot of like your class was fucking cool they were oh they yeah, were the people awesome. in, the people <laughs> in your class were, were really yes, cool i've made yeah. i've made some lifelong friends uh, definitely I Oh, I can I can talk I can talk forever right, about right. them because you know they have a place in my heart. <laughs> well, that's just a that. shout out to their, your soccer world, your yeah, nursing, my nursing world. world, and um, <laughs> but just just to get back to what you were saying about me trying to and and you distracting ourselves and and leveling up and and trying to mm. find the different joys and blessings in our lives. Yeah, because we were dealing with this and also so d- noticing like my parents transforming into like grandparents and, yeah and being so loving and i'm like hey what the heck like what about like, <laughs> when we were kids or and my brother just stepping up like oh to the God, play yeah. and uh, amanda and you know it's just kind of it's kind of nice to see them become like very responsible and like it, you know well, my dad uh, carrying yeah. my brother carrying a diaper bag (laughs) (laughs) i mean i mean i grew up with nano so i grew up with him and and seeing him become this man it's like Mm -hmm. we've had our conversation about it but i just i appreciate him so much more Mm -hmm. for who he is Mm -hmm. and the growth that he's had and just being a awesome dad like he's freaking he's awesome and he's taught us so much yeah you know and he meant that too yeah yeah, well, he meant it too. Just showing us like how she, the little things. Every time she surprises us with, mm-hmm. you know, the joys. She's made both of her parents like very soft, <laughs> very <laughs> or just like she's so different. She's mm-hmm. so different. She's so, um, like she's part of all of there, us. Like, you know, you know? <laughs> um, I think I think we all corrupted her a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not me because it's like she <laughs> stayed with grandma and then tio would come home and then tia Mo- rebecca and tia Moni. oh rebecca yeah. oh my gosh her too just seeing her just well i always knew like you could always count on her mm-hmm. you know and just seeing her be she's the tia like she's but she's the also that she's also want. the heart of the family oh oh 100 percent. and like i know that when luciana's here like I can trust her. Mm-hmm. I can. I'm like Rebecca will handle it. We'll be fine. <laughs> you know, kind of yeah. thing. Like, who can we depend on? And right. you know, your sister, my sisters. Like, we know we got the whole family. We have a know. whole army behind yeah. us. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. It's, when we went on that trip to uh, Oceanside, I noticed like all your sisters are just like, hey, they got all this. Like, I'm like, oh, they're itinerary and yep. it's like kids mm-hmm. need to eat and and that was really beautiful too it's like the kids need to eat and until the kids are fed nothing else matters and yeah. like it's just like this but, whole yeah this whole world that revolves around uh, not just that i just when i see my sisters like them they the way they are with their their children it's their it's their children mm-hmm. they understand their children mm-hmm and the way they speak to them the way they um console them or when you know just seeing that it's like wow mm-hmm. it it 
it's a beautiful thing because it's not it's not the same for everyone you know and that's just not not to that's not to like oversee our brothers you know like they have my brother-in-laws are awesome they're awesome my brother oh seeing my brother become a dad was the coolest thing too you know if you know know, (laughs) (laughs) oh junior yeah my brother you know he's pastor junior pastor jose pastor jose that's wonderful yeah i always wonder every time i see jose i'm gonna pastor jose of course that's respectful yeah yeah just seeing him become a dad to his two little girls how how I, I still tear up. I still tear up because I see how how much he's changed. I mean, we we're talking about how your brother has changed mm-hmm. too, and mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful thing what fatherhood does. Yeah, you know, like uh, shout out to those dads too. You know, I know it, it's not easy, but you guys have you guys put yourselves to the side sometimes and and become great dads, and that's what I'm seeing with you too. You know, I'm seeing how emotional you are. Oh, how, dude, I cry all the time now. <laughs> how vulnerable you are, and it's we just can't just can't. talk and without you crying. Yeah, like, yeah. like you talk about Luciana, and your face lights up, and your smiles from ear to ear. I, I, I haven't even never done that. <laughs> I just because I decided, you know, um, I don't remember what the day was, but I just dis- oh, it, well, it could have been like on the 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 twenty week. Um, we can go into that um during our 20-week ultrasound i think that's when it became really real and i decided just to be like i'm not gonna hold back any emotion yeah i'm gonna just just have it pour out and and because like it was just so much right and so i realized like i feel better after every (laughs) every cry every cry session yeah um now you know why i cry all the time (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's very healthy. It's very healthy to, you know, just to cry and let out your emotions because you you think clearer. You know, you you're you have feelings like you, it even makes you happy. Even if you cry because you were sad, you yeah. get happy because you like because you have feelings. You're not freaking robot. Yes. And so yeah, yes. and then especially if you have a partner like you, that's like, oh baby, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like you're you're sweet. Like you don't you don't clown on me like. Like, no, you know, I don't clown because I know I know it's taking you a long time. Mm-hmm. To I just be always been so be so strong, like yeah, so like a stone. Like I had you've to be always, cold. yeah, you've always put a wall up. Mm-hmm. And what is it? How long have we been together? Fifteen. Fifteen years. years. So a good fourteen years it took me to break it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it, you. No, it's you, not even me. It's this one. Mm-hmm. This is this little one who has her wrapped around. Who, she has you wrapped around her finger already. So yeah, on it's that, a beautiful thing. On that day, um, I went with you on this. It's like you would you would call a regular uh, halfway point. Yeah, ultrasound. Ultrasound, right? Yeah. It seems like so long ago. I know, right? It does. And um, well you scheduled it on the wrong day we showed up it was the wrong day so i got to go <laughs> have breakfast with you one day and then we yeah. went back on the following week right uh-huh yeah and we had it the next week it was a misunderstanding but so we had our 20 week anatomy scan and this is a routine mm-hmm. thing just to because the baby is a lot bigger now they can 
look see at her they can, yeah stuff. they can look and see if there's anything else going on they also do other tests to um check to see if baby's okay um but this time you went with me you're allowed to go because the ult- the other ultrasounds you weren't there's able to go. just because of covid yeah yeah the because of covid restrictions so you went and that was the first time you got to see her mm-hmm. right yeah yeah that was the first time you got to see her it was a beautiful it was a beautiful beautiful experience but i did notice that the ultrasound tech was taking a little bit of yeah, more well, time I on noti- her heart. i noticed that too yeah but everything was fine we were giggling laughing yeah she was whole, awesome during the whole experience very right? kind and then and then i she gets to the heart yeah she gets to the heart everything else looks good she's moving on and then she got to the heart and i said okay is there anything else you need and nothing we we left and we left but now that i know that technicians are not the doctors and they can't give you results and stuff like because we would ask her like this and that she wouldn't give us answers for certain no well she's not yeah she's not there's only so much information she's able to give, right. which is I understand and I respect, right. you know. But that's just that's like me, you know, with me understanding and, and going to nursing school, understanding there's only so many questions that I can answer. That's pretty. That's pretty. Um, you gotta have like you gotta be very brave as a technician or as a nurse to know that the person there's something wrong with the person. There's something that's. That's that's abnormal, right? Yeah. D- during the test or doing a scan or mm-hmm. doing some blood work or, mm-hmm. but to hold on because you're seeing the person. The person yeah. is like either agonizing or or they're worried. You know, they're really yeah. worried, but you can't really tell them anything. Yeah, yeah it take it is it does take a toll. It does, um, it it's it's a difficult thing mm-hmm. it's a difficult thing but because there's also have to have protocol yes but there's protocol to follow okay. and yeah. that's that's what she did and i received a call about an hour later from one uh, from another technician who had who's been she's been there for a long time i know her we even call each other first name basis <laughs> you know we know each other she asked me to come in she asked me can you come in again um we think there might be an issue with the heart but i want to take a look at it she said because she again she knew she knows my history she knows our history she knows you know what's going on when i went in so this is a little background i went in she was so happy to do my first ultrasound (laughs) you know she was super ecstatic and so happy and you just felt the happiness in the room so I said, okay. When she called me, I said, okay, I'll be there. When do you need to see me? She's like, as soon as you can. So I was like, okay. All right. So I went in and my heart was racing. I was at my sister's house with her and her babies and mm-hmm. we prayed. Mm-hmm. And it calmed me. It definitely did. And I wasn't going to freak out. I wasn't going to do anything like that. I want to I want to make sure she sees what she thinks it is mm-hmm. and I went in and she's like all right let's get this started I know you you're you want to just do this and I was like yeah let's do this so she was going and she was doing it and she just took 10 minutes and was like all right let's have you sit up and was like 
we're gonna have to send you to the specialist i'm by myself you're you're back at work and i said what well what is it like she's like i can't diagnose you i can't but i can tell you that i don't see a left ventricle and i lost it like i i just i lost it i couldn't stop crying mm. i i just was like what does this mean she's and because she said i'm so sorry yeah and i i was like why are you saying sorry mm-hmm. why are you saying sorry to me like is my my why why do you say that <laughs> my child going to die is my child like life expectancy what what like i i was so lost with it mm-hmm. and then she told me what she thought it could be but again she's like i'm not diagnosing you but she's like because of the ventricle so small and i knew what that meant because <laughs> i wrote a paper in school about heart defects so i i remember when you were doing that yeah and you know you know like i was i wanted to be a cardiac nurse mm-hmm. i've always wanted to be a cardiac nurse and and um because why why what well i was so intrigued by the heart i still am i i think the heart is one of the most magnificent organs in our body what is the number one thing that keeps you alive your heart (laughs) your heart's pumping you're still alive you know and because you can have other things going on like your liver or kidneys and um, not to say that they're not important but but I'm saying that's your motor yeah and um, I just I just feel like we've come full circle with it you know and and I don't I don't find it I'll get into that right now but when she told me I felt like my heart was ripped out of my chest yeah I felt like someone ripped my heart out and I couldn't breathe Mm -hmm. I just couldn't stop crying I couldn't stop crying and I I knew that this was a big thing it was it was serious and um, I was there by myself you know I was there by myself and I remember the technician just letting me cry letting me cry and she started tearing up yeah saying I wish I could I wish I didn't have to say this to you like I Damn. wish I didn't have to to tell you this she's like cuz I know how hard it's been for you to get pregnant you and your husband and I'm like I at this point I was like I don't care like I oh what like I I was so lost I felt helpless I felt I just want to fix my baby how can I fix my baby yeah and is there something we can do at this point I lost all composure crying my eyes out and but since since a perspective huh it does and then she told me I remember being in that situation sitting there shaking crying and her saying can i tell you something can i tell you something Mm -hmm. and i'm like at this point like what else can you tell me there's nothing else you can tell me but i looked at her i was like sure and she said i truly believe that god doesn't give this to people who can't handle it 
she's like that's just my that's just my opinion and you're a strong person i've seen i've i've met with you many times and you just know and this baby is already so loved Mm -hmm. just by your reaction alone and i was just like i i kind of just like was taken back you know i was just like wow for her to say that to me i just was like oh and And that's not to throw any shade on on parents that don't want to be parents or are not ready to be parents but we've been wanting to be parents for a very long time and all this energy and love that it's just pouring out of us yeah yeah it's like yeah the baby's really love yeah like i i thought about it as like man like at that point selfishly looking you know for me and and as a being a first-time mom and just thinking about myself in that moment Mm -hmm. i was like how i was angry with the man upstairs you know (laughs) like i was i said how can you give this and then just take away Right. I don't understand. I was very angry. Right. I was very, very angry. Then I went home and I just remember feeling so like I did with the IVF. Yeah. I felt like that. I felt like that. And I remember to- I told you, I said, you need to come home because I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, I, I remember that day yeah. now so vividly. Yeah. I and left work. Yeah, you had yeah you had to leave work, and I remember not even making it to my bed. I didn't make it to the bed. I just laid on the ground, mm-hmm. like curled up, and crying. Mm-hmm. And then you, I, I calmed down a little bit because I fell asleep because I cried so much. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of nodded off, and then you got home, and then your family came over and oh yeah i remember which was i feel a very good thing because i saw jimena's little face mm. and it brought well, we were here and i think yeah. she was like singing and stuff right was that that day no no that was another day where she gave us the concert but <laughs> <laughs> that day she but everybody she was here kind of just like hey you know you s- never really talked about it much but it was just like hey we're here kind of yeah. like we're, we're here in any given moment like yeah and that, that was really sweet yeah and i remember my sister calling me and, and i talked to her and then she she was very very supportive very kind and she said all the right things that i needed to hear mm-hmm. you know being my older sister and she's like do you want me to inform the family like what's going on and i said please because i can't mm-hmm. i can't right now i just need to be with myself yeah something clicked in my head and i talked to you about it and i think that's where our perspective changed was that i felt a sense of calming and i and i know i know for a fact that this it was, was this wasn't on that day no that this was, was a, this was like maybe a week a week after mm-hmm. because i had so much anger i had so much fear i had all all these negative emotions you're, grie- you're grieving i think you grieved a lot more than i did i i i digested it the news i mean it did take me a long time but i digested the news and i quickly realized like hey this is a gift yeah like we went from not being pregnant to being pregnant yeah and 
Well, no, like, so when I talked to you and I said, you know, she's she's a blessing. Mm-hmm. She's a blessing. She's a gift. She's a gift from God. From God. And she's a miracle. They, yeah, she's a miracle. And I think of it now as God wanted to give her a life. Mm-hmm. And he knew it wasn't going to be perfect. He knew that she it was going to that she was going to come with certain things. So he, he gave her to two people who had so much love to she's give. She's special, but we didn't know how special. Yes, she, yeah. exactly. Yeah, most definitely. And he chose and she chose us. Mm. She did. Yeah. That's it's not about me. It's not about you. Yeah. It's not about anybody else. Mm-hmm. This is about her. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, this isn't happening to you, to me. It's happening to her. Right. And we are here to advocate for her, fight for her, give her the life, the support, and love mm-hmm. that she needs. Yeah, the most optimal you know environment exactly exactly and there's there's no doubt in my mind about that nothing else nothing else in this world matters to me right now of course i love my family i love my friends i wish everyone well but right now my baby is well our baby is (laughs) you can have i'll be just i'll be the i'll be the third wheel no, I now just, watch you're gonna be like mommy you ever seen those videos where mm-hmm. they doesn't the baby don't let the mom mom touch hold, the dad hold the hand yeah no I, I don't doubt that at all I know she's gonna take my man <laughs> but I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it she's gonna she's already touching so many lives I know. and she's not even here yet like, and I, and I want to commend you for being so brave and because initially when when we you know, a few few weeks, maybe a month after we, I was like, well, we, we gotta tell people. We're just not gonna, not do it. And um, you know, social media has been a little different. It's been captivating our lives a lot, and it, it it really does pull on on our energies. And like we 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 either get stuck on it, or that's how we communicate. That's mm-hmm. how we let the world know, like we express ourselves and so i figured like you know i got a few platforms and i have you know have the ability to maybe just put Mm -hmm. put the information out there Um, and you were down for it you initially because of the circumstances that we're in you were a little hesitant on it and which it should which which we Mm -hmm. should be both in the night that's the one thing like you say something i respect that your decisions yeah and so like what made you uh decide to to open up to open up a little bit um well it wasn't without hesitation i'll tell you that um writing out the description for the gofundme took a lot out of me but yes i i really i felt like if anyone's gonna do it it's gonna be us Mm -hmm. and i appreciate the people who offered 
mm-hmm. who offered their you know that i felt it in in myself and in my heart that we it, we it have beautiful. to do it um it came from the heart truly and those it was just facts really on on what was going on with her yeah. and it was hard for me because i thought of it as do i want to put her story out there expose because expose her private life like that yeah because ultimately again like i said at the end of the day it's going to be happening to her right she's the one who's going to have to be living she's living with that Mm -hmm. she's the one who's going to be dealing with that and people knowing i think it was the fact that we truly needed the help Mm -hmm. you know financially because she is going to have three surgeries and it it's not cheap and we don't know what else can come mm-hmm. and what other expenses the strain on you of i don't want you to i i just i need you here too you yeah. know and i know i can take care of it and i know we have support but like you are my partner in this mm-hmm. you are her father yeah. i need you here and help if i need to put my pride to the side in my ego in my and experience humility that's okay mm-hmm. it's you, okay should, you shouldn't be ashamed of no. you know asking for help no not and at all. and i think hopefully we're a good example so that other people can actually open up too and you know reach yeah. out for help and we have such a beautiful community yes i oh i am so, uh, i feel like we are so fortunate to have just such a such a tight-knit community that that has supported us and just keeping us in their prayers and it's just so much love that's coming our way that i'm I'm overwhelmed you know thank you thank you thank you thank you from the bottom of my heart and luciana speaking on her behalf like thank you for all of your donations your love Mm -hmm. your support your kind words your prayer mm-hmm. because it's believe, keeping us strong it's too keeping you know, us strong it's lifting and us. It's feeling that love feeling that positivity i feel it mm-hmm. and so does she yeah she feels it she feels what i feel and man i haven't i haven't been this happy in a very long time really like i ha- i'm i'm i feel like wow i'm i'm finally feeling or i'm i'm feeling genuine happiness mm-hmm. you know because you have a you have an idea or or what's supposed to make you happy right mm-hmm. like even material things and relationships and everything but this it's like i have a miracle a little a baby inside of me that i never thought i was going to feel or know how it felt yeah, like to, to so have big. a baby yeah. and to grow have a growing child inside of me mm. I, I, I like we get a lot of we get a lot of people tell us like oh you know we don't know what to tell you or how do we you know like what what do we say like how am i supposed to and like, don't feel sorry no, don't, don't don't feel it's okay ask me like if you want you can ask me how i'm feeling and i'll tell you i'm so happy I'm so happy. <laughs> like, yeah. I, my baby makes me happy. Mm-hmm. I know what's going on. It's not that I'm in denial. Mm-hmm. It's not that I, I, don't want to face something. Mm-hmm. I know what's going on. Trust me, firsthand. Mm-hmm. I know, educated in it. I get it. 
the doctors ask me what it is i can tell them yeah it's cool because we go to those <laughs> meetings and they're like hey you know exactly what's going on yeah it's and like, it's yeah. like but the truth is is that my baby's here mm-hmm. she's defied all odds and sh- her heart's beating yeah she's growing she's she and she's already touching lives i'd like to say that she's uh she's my other you know my other half of my <laughs> heart you know she feels fulfilled mm-hmm. we make between all, all three of us we yeah make one full heart yes yes she's perfect to me mm-hmm. to me she's she's who she we are who she needs and she, she's who i need and she's already uh, already surpassed both of us and doing like great deeds and stuff and just yeah. because of the thought like you said the lives that she's touched and it it i feel like it's chipped away a lot of people's like strong like demeanor and like they're yeah. they're like just in our own families in, you know, and yeah empathy and yeah. Have, being more empathetic and yeah. more understanding that hey you only live once and it's like you're gonna complain about you know the card that you're dealt or you're gonna play it the right the way that you should and play it as hard as you can you know i have i'm completely great uh, grateful for Mm -hmm. such a beautiful wife and a strong and you know (laughs) determined individual that you are that uh nothing i can do that or there's nothing that anybody can tell me that like make me feel any other way it's like really cool and like me with you i just i don't know maybe it's the pregnancy but every time you're home or you're around Mm -hmm. not that i didn't feel this before but i feel like it's heightened um i i feel very safe i feel complete and i know like we're 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 all right Mm -hmm. we're gonna be good especially especially with with the community that we have telling everybody like hey i'm gonna disconnect and i'm gonna like you know forget about me you know lose my number kind of thing <laughs> and now that luciana's coming i'm just more like let me share this with the world let me she's she's such a like there's so much love and just like here everybody have of like like enjoy this mm-hmm. because yeah well i mean loose luciana loose what's loose yeah i know people will ask about the name so loose loose amelia is my grandmother's name lucia is my other grandmother's name mm-hmm. lucy or lucina. Luc- or lucina is my aunt's name my other aunt's name is anna maria your mother's name is maria mm-hmm. so if you put all of those <laughs> women in the melting so pot very powerful inspiring you can put together women. luciana maria monai mm-hmm. yep she basically is like hey this is my name people ask me like hey how'd you come up with the name the name she chose her name yeah <laughs> yeah i think luciana's it's a very well you brought it up but yeah you yeah. The name was kind of like that already. Yeah, it was. But I remember because we were doing the IVF, right? And we're choosing names like, oh, how? And I know mm-hmm. you wanted to honor your grandmother. And um, I wanted to, 
you know, my mom and my grandmothers because my grandmothers are Marias too, mm -hmm. I believe. Guadalupe, you know. And I I'm like, how oh, like oh my gosh, I wouldn't even know. Maria came in after, but I saw the name Luciana on a paper once. Mm -hmm. And um I said, Wow, that's such a pretty name. That's a really pretty name. Mm -hmm. And I know you and I were playing with like different names that we could name the if we had a girl. And um we saw that one and we liked it. Mm -hmm. We're like, we like it. I like it. You know, we both agreed finally. It didn't happen for us. We didn't get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And then, so that's why when we found out we we're having a girl, we're like, without a doubt, Luciana. And then Maria came. Yeah, that was added after. Yeah, that was added after. But it was I, wanted it, I wanted my mom's name in it. But it worked out. I didn't fight you about it because Ana Maria is like such a beautiful name, too. It is. So I was like, sure. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. No. I gave her the middle name because you chose the first name. No, I know. But what I'm saying is because Ana Maria is such a beautiful name. Oh, yeah. Initially, that was the one thing that came to my mind when you said uh, Maria as a middle name. Mm -hmm. I was like, Ana Maria. Okay. Like... Ana Maria. And I didn't even think of that. When you said it, you pointed it out. And I was like, oh, my oh God. yeah, yeah. I was How like, hey, I but it's also your aunt's name because her name's Ana Maria. As How well. did I skip that? Yeah. yeah. Beautiful, beautiful name. Yeah. Well. Even if you don't like it, suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just. Coming on here, I just want to say that it was. I don't like being in front of the camera. Um. I always enjoy watching you do it, you know, and seeing who you're interviewing and then get my interview after. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I know, right? You always get the best interviews. But um, coming on here, I just want to, whoever does decide to listen to this, it's this is solely based on our experience with what's going on. And we're coming to you very vulnerable mm -hmm. and being very honest and transparent with what's going on. And we hope you guys can take from this and know that if you are going through anything similar you have a friend in us and or um, if you know somebody that's gone yeah or know someone like we're open we're mm -hmm. here to to help too and we're not experts in any way no. but we do empathize and we do try to help yeah and and again we're opening up our hearts and our mm -hmm. And things about us. It's not easy. You know. It's not easy for sure. It's not easy. But knowing. And this is why. I, this is why I went full force with the Sea Planner podcast. Was because. Knowing that. Luciana. And this is just reality. If Luciana were to pass away. She, you know. The, during her first or second or third surgery. Realizing as her father being 31 32 32 years old now all of the time like waking up like imagine you wake up every day and naturally you open your eyes and you do your mm -hmm. day and you go back to sleep and you wake up with no problem right mm -hmm. and that's you're always thinking like 
I'm gonna sleep tomorrow tonight and then tomorrow I'm gonna sleep and then the next day mm-hmm. and then you realize like hey like you're getting all these chances every day is a new chance to do something cool and different mm-hmm. this baby's brand new baby born and she passes away and you're in your mind your 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 idea was that this baby was gonna go to bed wake up go to bed and live a long mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. and have a chance to do all these things yeah. they want so now life becomes more like you know the reality is like we're all gonna die mm-hmm. and what are we what are we doing with ourselves yeah. so being able to sit here with you even if nothing nobody listens to this like this is beautiful to me because i got to experience you know two hours with my wife you know? and all that is just it's like yeah where i want to be oh me too this is the longest we've had a conversation no. in a long time. No, because we've been so busy. Yeah, like, in a long you know, time. Long, but this is long. how this is how we should be talking. This is how couples should well, be talking. Well, we do. We do. We have. We we do have those these talks, and that's why I'm saying it's hap- it hadn't happened in a while mm-hmm. because we've been so busy. And I appreciate, and I wouldn't I w- be anywhere else. You know. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Like. Uh, we probably had an idea of a lot of the stuff, a lot of other things that we wanted to share. But this is this is good. It, I, I just want people to not feel sorry for us. Again, this is us being vulnerable, putting ourselves out there. Ho- hopefully, it's taken in and and in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Because at this point in our lives, that's what we want. That's the all energy that, that we need. All That's positivity. The, yes, because we're just what my goal, and I'm sure David's as well, is to to show that it's okay that your life doesn't go as planned. Mm-hmm. That things are going, uh, things are not going to happen, or that they're going to happen, but in their own time. And now, when you want. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. it's just not and when you want. Just being open and vulnerable and it, that's a power. That's the one thing that I got from Giselle's episode, you know. It's okay to be vulnerable. That's a strength. It's it's not a weakness. And in this situation, that's that's where we are. Mm-hmm. And I I appreciate and and I see people that I haven't talked to in years since middle school or high school or um, elementary school even and I see their name and I see oh I didn't even know they had you know an Instagram and I go on there and it makes me happy that a lot of them have families mm-hmm. I, li- I, lot of, I like to see that too yeah, like right? hey you have two three kids yeah, you, like they're married or they're still finding their way but they started car- a career later in their lives and they're just trying to better themselves like Mm -hmm. that's beautiful you know and and i support that yeah Yeah. keep it going yeah everybody has a story to tell and that's why i chose that as my you know mission statement or my tag yeah everybody has a story you know oh why don't you get this i mean if i had the time i'd get everybody on this story you know because it's just like tell your story yeah what do you want to leave behind when you're gone Semillita is here and she's just gonna. <laughs> Semillita. 
Yes, yes. We kind of, we didn't even really skim, like, what diagnosis the baby had or anything like that. <laughs> We've been talking for an hour and a half. Oh, but gosh. check it out. Uh, just a quick, quick, just to fill them in, like, HLHS is one out of what? One out of 10,000? One of, oh, no, one out of 3,000 3, children. 3,000 children. So, like 3, every something. three, every like three kids out of 10,000, right? I think that was like the initial yeah. data that we got. Yeah. And so we're like, dang, 10,000, that's like, that's a lot. And it's kind of rare. Yeah. Like, but then you realize like there's so many different like abnormalities in babies. And I'm actually very happy. I've always, right? I've always been a person that's like pessimistic or like half, yeah. half empty kind of thing. Have that kind of person. And right now, I'm like nah like everything is like yeah positive positive yeah so with hypoplastic left heart syndrome it's it's a cardiac defect and it like david said it, it's considered like a rare thing mm-hmm. we're finding she's gonna need three surgeries right and the first one happens four four days after she's born they told us yeah september 5th yeah, that was her original due date, actually. And then I think the other one is th- three months, two to three months. It just really depends, depends on how she how she's doing. Her oxygen saturation is going to be low, but that's expected. You want we want to keep her, I think, within like the 70, 80 percent mm-hmm. of ox- the oxygen saturation, just for her body to get used to that passageway and then the second one is they're going to be a little more extensive essentially they're going to create recreate the whole right side of her heart mm-hmm. yeah like, they're gonna there's so they're, much si- there's so much science behind it re-engineer the heart so yes, that the, the left the, so that the re- restructured so that the right side can create oxygenated and oxygenated mm-hmm. blood yes it's basically going to do the 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 job of a full heart on one side there's so much science behind it i was so i was in awe mm-hmm. of it when they explained it to us in detail then i realized they're gonna do that to my kid and i was like oh that surgery goes on her chest stays open for a couple of days yeah. for the swelling to go down that's just just a a visual alone just the idea of like having a little child with the open chest yeah. like that with like a plastic sleeve over it yeah to protect it in mm-hmm. the and also to avoid like infection or something like that but um, she's gonna have she's gonna have like a, a an actual thing to keep her chest from yeah. caving in yeah so then that that heals up and then like you said if if she has no infections and if she yeah. she's gaining weight Oxygen little milestones saturations, her, her her oxygen's good yeah. her her abgs are abgs are good, good. Yeah. and then uh, surgery number two yeah I'm, I'm telling you right now i'm taking it one step at a time right the most important one or the one that has a higher mortality rate is the first surgery mm-hmm. if they clear that we're we're a little more in the clear right you know if if she she makes it past that thing but again we nothing is for sure yeah you know and it's a scary thing it's a scary thing but 
I'm putting it all in God's hands and and keeping my positivity in my faith and I know you are too and that's all we can do mm -hmm. take it one step at a time it's a lot of information trust me if th this is a lot of information for you guys i sit through <laughs> yeah we sit through some pretty pretty hard doctor appointments yeah definitely i also want to point out and shout out to all the families that are going through this and that are that are putting themselves out there for us to kind of absorb and yes. and digest this pr this journey that we're going through because yes. They make it a lot easier, you know, when you're having those hard days and you just in that mental rut and you pull up your phone. And, you know, I follow like four or five little children that are going through the same the same journey that Luciana is yeah. going to have to go through. I, I will see, you know, these fucking strong mothers mm -hmm. talking and advocating for their children mm -hmm. and putting these beautiful and very heavy and very you know yes. you know uh, heartfelt messages but they're putting themselves out there and seeing the, them at the lowest and then also seeing them like posting a beautiful photo of their child eating or or breathing or not having their the oxygen tube or not looking so purple or yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. just like yes keep going keep fighting we yeah. have a lot of little heart warriors, warriors out there definitely and one one that i do want to shout out just because she's she's amazing she's amazing and we listen i i listen to well we listen to her podcast mm -hmm. that definitely put a lot of things into perspective and kind of took out some fear yeah right? and, yeah and uncertainty her name is courtney given and i if your child is is with you know with any type of diagnosis listen to her podcast mm -hmm. she's she's awesome she's, she's very she smart she also does like one-on-ones right yeah she's a life coach she's a life coach and you know she'll help she, you can get a consultation with her. She's very kind. She's very open, very transparent. Um, even with her, with her, what's going on with her daughter, you know, mm -hmm. check out her story. Check out just what she what she has to offer, and I I can say that she definitely me she definitely helped me cope with with what's going on with Luciana. Mm -hmm. So Courtney, C O R T N E Y dot given. Not givens given check her out she's awesome yeah yeah we have we have like drop drop some names we have boone yeah we got boone we got um evie we got um zola mm -hmm. and we also have lindy lindy and um also emerson emerson yeah those are the babies that the accounts that we follow their parents are so open and so honest and and i so man, inspiring too yeah. because you know just even alone being a parent is difficult enough yeah now having to be stuck at the hospital for days on from days and days yeah. and, and and just still finding the strength to be there and they have other children and it's just yeah. like their children are kind of taking the you know the back seat and they, 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 this child deserves a lot of attention. So do the, all the other kids. But mm -hmm. 
I don't know. It's just kind of. It's just it's just if, if they can do it, yeah. And it gives me that like if they can do it, we can definitely do it. Yeah, and I'm sure that's that's their message. You mm. know, that's what they push for to say, hey, like you can do it. Mm. You can be you can be that parent that your child needs, and it's without sacrifice. It's without it's without it's not sorry it's not without sacrifice it's not without tears it's not without pain it's not without doubt but you see them that they keep going Mm -hmm. and it's it's so beautiful and so inspiring (laughs) honestly like that's real life shit and this not this isn't about social media presence this isn't about popularity money you know success this is about this is about love this is about compassion this is about yeah this is about having faith in whatever it is you have faith in and and believing and that's definitely that little being that's definitely without i'm glad that you said faith because uh without god and without our belief uh, i don't think we'd be where we're at now without our family Mm -mm. really invoking jesus christ and in our in our life um mm-hmm. i don't know where we'd be you know i think we'd be in a very negative place mm-hmm. in a very dark place versus uh, yeah you feel it you feel it you feel the prayer you feel the it does it, you feel I mean, the it, love yeah. you feel the the moments where i think that's why we feel so at ease right now because oh yeah our prayer circle and and just our mindset i think every time we go to sleep is just knowing yeah. that like we're one day closer to them meeting our baby wow. the one thing that's helped me a lot through this whole journey is this the understanding that god is all knowing and he's everywhere and he knows your intentions everything he everything Mm -hmm. and when you are in the lowest of the lows you're not alone when you're in 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 any predicament just have faith that everything's gonna be okay and that you're not alone that everything is gonna be okay because you're not alone yeah. Even if there's n- nobody around, no other human around, you're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. Very well said. I agree. I remember um, getting the call about being, you are pregnant, you know? Mm-hmm. I looked up and said, say no more. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing else you need to prove to me or not prove but like show me that Mm -hmm. you are you are all tell god your plans yeah (laughs) he'll laugh laugh and (laughs) yeah definitely thing just seeing coming from all of those things like the past all of our heartbreaks all of our trials and all of our you know failures and and disappointments like those negative things i feel like this this her is luciana coming into our lives is like that doesn't matter 
and never did. You know. Well, they built. They helped. They they do matter because they helped you get to where you're at now. But yeah, for sure, we the even experiences like now, in the moment, like they don't really absorb much of your emotional state or your mental like you don't give it so much importance and which is good because it's it's shifted to it's giving you a different like outlook on life and you're saying like this is important you got your priorities straight you still go to las palmas a lot but that's that's (laughs) i go to las palmas to be your dd (laughs) (laughs) so anything else you want no i just want to thank you for having me on here and and for you being so open and honest and vulnerable and oh, you're and, welcome and me too like you know, i'm think like i'm thankful for you to give me that chance to mm-hmm. to come people, on here people say people say like oh cuz i people say like oh you know like marcel he texts me and i always said to always end up bringing him up <laughs> but he, he's such a cool dude um, he's yeah, like definitely. a lot of people a lot of people are just giving back the energy you gave them yeah. or you're giving that them mm-hmm. but i always say like no nah, they love my wife and i don't think people understand why they say that why I, why i say that uh-uh. and i want to explain to them why i say that and i and i i realized that right before we started the podcast before we started this interview when people are when people when i tell people you love my wife mm-hmm. or people love my wife they don't understand that well of course they've never met you a lot of these people have never met you they don't know they've never talked to you they know who you are and stuff but they say no we love you too like we love you. yeah but what i'm saying is that she helped me become the man that i am she's helped me um gain all this 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 person that i yeah. am you know and and so that's why i say you love you love my wife because you you made me this the man that Aww. i am you've helped me make, become the man that i am <laughs> that's me honey you're welcome i love you i love you too <laughs>